1: All right, we are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. We've got uh, Dennis and Tony here. I'm sure Mr. Fox will be joining us here any minute. We got our special guests, as I mentioned on Twitter the other day. We got Remon Davis, so you can see right there on the screen. Ray Davis, uh, the Temple running back, sophomore, uh, had a stud freshman season. Thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your day to join us, man. How you doing today? Thank
2: you. Doing pretty good. You no, know, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Thanks for the invite. You know, it's always good to be able to. speak on shows like this but i'm doing pretty well you know i'm you know trying to stay fit trying to be ready for the season you know that's all that really matters and when that time comes of hey let's get this going let's get everybody back you know i'll be physically and mentally in shape to be able to have another season another you know good season that i was able to have
1: yeah Uh, i heard uh you we were talking a little bit off air so what uh what all do you have you guys doing is you're trying to get ready for the season.
2: Um oh, I mean, we haven't really started doing nothing yet. We start on Monday. You know, we just put in the protocol, of just having everything. You know, we're under ten. We're not going to be really inside. We're going to try to do the weight room stuff outside. So it's it's a lot of stuff that our weight room and strength and conditioning staff have and pl- set plans for us, and which you know we trust them, and and we know they'll they'll make sure we're safe and and sound and do what we have to do. You know, individually myself, I have a weight room down here in in my apartment complex. So. I'm doing, you know, different stuff every day, just trying to keep my body ready and, and, and ready to go whenever it's time.
1: That is that is awesome. I, I know I speak I cannot wait for college football season to start back up. Obviously, we want to make sure everything's safe with everything. You guys, I know you were talking about some of the testing you guys had to do and and all that stuff, but man, I can't wait. I cannot wait for it to get here. So, I mentioned you had a a great freshman season. I'm going to I'm going to read off your stats really quick. I imagine you probably already know what they are, but 193 attempts uh 936 yards is a 4.8 average you had 15 catches for 18 181 yards I'm sorry two touchdowns you had eight rushing touchdowns what was it like kind of moving into that college life obviously as as a high school player kind of going into college you've got not just adjusting to a college life I'm sure off on your own but also adjusting to new offense new new way of life new team how how was that moving into that uh, and making that transition
2: Um, it was pretty difficult, you know, not a lot of people know, but I set out the spring, you know, academically, I wasn't, there was a lot of stuff going on. So I wasn't able to participate in the spring last year when I came in as a mid-year. So it it was really hard, you know, going through that time, I was like battling with depression. You know, I was debating if I even wanted to play football, because there was a lot of, you know, stuff I couldn't do with the team, I couldn't lift with the team, I couldn't be in meetings, I had to do everything by myself. So it was a lot of frustration that was getting built up inside. Um, you know, in the spring, I had, you know, the wow, yeah, in spring last year, I had so many, you know, doubts of even if I wanted to play football, and you know, I just, I tried to keep my head leveled, you know, I tried to tell myself things would eventually, you know, come to a clear path and and things would be pretty good, and I ended up, you know, winning my waiver and and becoming fully eligible, which was, you know, it, it was it was a great thing for me and my family, and and right then there, I just knew I had to play catch-up ball, you know, I played catch-up ball with everybody else. I didn't necessarily know the playbook. I didn't know anything, to be honest with you. You know, going into the summer ball, I was I was eighth on the depth chart first day. I, I was the eighth yeah. running back. Um, and then by the second or third day, I jumped from the eighth to the second. And, you know, from there, I just knew that if I wanted to stay where I was at, I'm going to have to work in day in and day out. Um, I stayed in with our coaches after doing extra film, learning the playbook, make sure I was on the field, trying to learn stuff with the quarterbacks. You know, I just – I tried to perfect my craft of trying to – you know, separate myself from the other backs and and it was difficult. Learning the playbook was pretty hard yeah, after a while, but you know, once you kinda of get all the signals down and get what they mean, it becomes fairly easy. And the weight room was definitely the biggest transition. You know, um in high school I didn't we didn't lift that much. You know, my program was we our, our coach cared more about just getting better on the field and, and kind of trying to better skill level you know we we did we did lifting here and there but we didn't do it so much so definitely coming into the weight room transition was it was pretty difficult for me learning you know how to be in a weight room even learning how how much weights were you know i was having difficulty putting 145 on the plate i didn't i didn't know anything for a while but um yeah it was definitely a hard transition but throughout my time my teammates and coaches made everything you know better for me you know as the days went on and it was like a one day process one day day after day process of Mm -hmm. Just trying to be better. Um, and, you know, I, it, kudos those out to my teammates for helping me be where I'm at right now during that hard transition in the spring and during the summer and, you know, fall and just that.
3: Yeah, that so, had to be – go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: Was asking, so last year was Coach Carey's first year at Temple, right? Yes. Do you think that benefited you coming in with the challenges that you faced? You still kind of had a clean slate, which allowed you to climb up the depth chart?
2: Yeah, I think I think he saw you know with him coming in, he saw something you know in me. He saw the the hard work. And, you know, as, as you can tell, like, it's hard for a kid like me who can't do so much with the team. You have to do a lot of individual responsibility of c- coming to lifting by yourself, conditioning by yourself. So I think he saw that I wanted to be there. He saw that I was going to give it my all. Um, so I, I think with him being fairly new, it was a clean slate. It was something that um, he saw that this kid is ready to work this kid's ready to put in everything that he got um you know in my opinion I necessarily can't speak for him I'm just going off what I, what I think uh but yeah I, but also at the same time I think coach Collins you know speaking to him when I committed to coach Collins I think he also had a plan for me to potentially play right away so you know I, I may never know I I can, you know I don't know if it was just because Carey had a clean slate and everything was new to him or you know with Collins it was it was always destined to be I don't I don't really know but you know thankfully I was able to to, to play and showcase my talent.
3: Now that you're back to, now that you're back to practice, you've been tested. We would, I don't know if, if we talked about that during the podcast or not, but, but you've been tested for coronavirus and I just saw, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I just saw an update today that Adam Schefter, retweeted tweeted something. Um, NFL update said the university of Texas announced that 13 players tested positive for COVID-19 four days yeah. after voluntary workouts. It was 13 of 23 players that showed up. And so I just am asking, like, with everything going on, I I don't mean to, like, bring the room down. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to do that. But Mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge it. Like, what are you guys doing to protect yourselves and to keep yourself healthy and to not, you know, you know, you understand the question, I hope.
4: Yeah, yeah, I don't want to bring no, the room I'm, down, but before I bring the room down, thanks okay, Tony, Okay, I'm to sorry, yeah. but I want to know. <laughs> it's it's good
3: important. thing Tony's here with us on <laughs> Listen, Thursday. listen, I want football to happen, and we have yeah. to acknowledge this. There has to be, it's just, we can't just ignore this thing. I, I don't mean to bring the room yeah, down, yeah. but the room is, yeah, you know not I mean? No,
2: definitely, I mean, it's it, definitely a conversation that that's meant to have, uh, so, you know, I, I think we're following C E C guidelines. I think, you know, as a team, we have meetings, we have these protocols that we're gonna be, you know, going by and standing by. You know, I think our you know, from our, our weight room staff to our coaches' staff to the equipment to everybody that works within our facility, you know, they, they know what the plan is, they know to try to keep us safe. You know, I think they have the best interest in us as players, uh, to keep us safe. You know, I, I think once step was you know just getting everybody back to get tested you know i think that's a great thing i think yeah. you know just to be able to know okay they they want to really know us not just do the whole temperature check not the, you know whatever the other ways of testing the method is i think it's good that they we have doctors speaking to us we were able to get the testing done we we're able to get the results back as soon as possible to detect and make sure you know before we put everybody guys in, in big rooms together, put them around each other. Let's get these results back, so we can find a way to isolate everyone to get them to where they need to be. Um, and I, I think I think we have a great a plan, and, and I think the way we're going to execute it will, will be you know beneficial for a lot of us.
1: I want to go back to something uh, Dennis mentioned really quick because we hear a lot about um, when players commit to other coaches. You committed to to Coach Collins, and then he obviously moved on, and you guys got a new head coach. And there. like, what? What exactly is that like for you? Because we obviously hear all the time, or at least in the college world, that these coaches can pretty much do whatever they want, and that seems to be lo- uh, lo- loosening a little bit on the players, allowing you guys somewhat better transfer rules and everything. But for the most part, once you commit, it's almost like you're you're going to be there whether the coach that recruited you is going to be there or not. So what, what kind of was that like finding out that Coach Collins was leaving who was the one that recruited you and, and a new coach coming in?
2: Um, you know, it really sucked, you know, because I feel like I developed a relationship with Coach Collins a little bit. I feel like I developed, you know, a relationship with some of the old staff members who were here, Coach, you know, Tony Lucas, who was a running back coach. I feel like I was putting up my trust in them, you know, and believe in their words. So it did hurt a little bit knowing that, you know, sometimes you gotta you learn the hard way that college football is a business. You know, it's a business. People have to do what's best for them and their families. Not every word is going to mean – not every coach is going to mean their words. So I think it, it, was, a, it was a setback for me. But it, it helped me, like, know that this is reality. This is what it is. You know, coaches will tell you one thing, and it may not be what it is. So it hurt, but I was, I'm was i happy because I think I love Coach Carey. I love what he brings to the table. I love him as a coach. I, like, I respect him as a man because, you know, he's not about the flash. He's not about the rah-rah, the, the attention seekers. You know, he just wants to play football. He wants to be that you know that blue-collar team that goes in like a business trip, wins the game, come back home. And which I think a lot of us need to, to be able to have coaches like that, you know, for coaches to be upfront, and very straightforward with you. You know, Coach Kerry is the type of coach who's going to, you know, pull you around in different ways, and he's going to tell you like it is. So, you know, I'm happy happy that uh, I was able, unfortunately, to play for Coach Carey. Um, I don't have nothing against Coach Collins. You know, I respect right. him, too. He's, he gave me an opportunity to be here. You know, when we played Georgia Tech, I, you know, there a lot of speculation of a rival game, a revenge game. You know, i, I try telling to tell people that there's no revenge game. There, there's no rival. You know, everybody on this, and I can speak for everybody on this team, is everyone really respects Coach Collins. He gave a lot of these players great opportunities to be where they're at now it's unfortunate that he had to go but it was for him it was for him and his family there's right. nothing that we can do about it all we can really do is move on and you know players are going to know down the line that it's a business you have to treat everything like a business you know it's okay to get close to coaches it's okay to develop relationships with them you know but just know when it comes down to their family they're going to make the decision that, that's best that's best for them and their family yeah. so you know it, it was difficult but I was, I was able to, to learn that this, this is a, this is a business.
1: Gotcha. So we, uh, we had uh we were talking obviously a little bit on Twitter and i let you know, we we had Archie Griffin on last week, which was, which is a cool thing for us. And, and he talked about the transition uh, that I mentioned earlier about high school to college. What was the, uh, I guess your first like moment that hits you, like that real moment, like, "Hey, I'm here." Especially like when you were in those games, as you mentioned, you you jumped from eighth to the second on the depth chart. You, you like, I've watched a lot of your game film. I thought you were killing it. I had no idea you you struggled with some of the things that you did earlier on. What was that first moment that hit you, and you're kind of like, "Man, I'm I'm actually doing this. Like, I'm succeeding in the college game."
2: Um, college, so I'll you two instances for example. Uh, practice was one of those moments where I was like, "Holy, holy, I'm here." Uh, was doing linebacker, running back drills, and having to block our big linebacker, Sean Bradley. That was the moment that I realized that I'm actually in college and <laughs> I'm playing with the grown men. That no. that was one of those moments. But in the game, in the game, it was just like hearing the crowd. The crowd was that like I'm here, you know. Scoring my first touchdown, just being able to look around uh, Lincoln Financial and just being like like I'm here, you know. Like I'm at this the second or the biggest stage possible right now in my career and that was a moment that defined everything for me to say like, I'm like I'm in college this isn't high school you know I got a thousand like whatever a thousand people watching uh you know that I can't mess up so it was that moment
1: that that is awesome I, I imagine that's got to be like a very surreal moment to kind of especially like you just said just score your first touchdown at that level have all those fans cheering I mean that's something I, I can't I can't imagine that feeling. That that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, feel like the man going to class the next day.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no doubt. The
1: part about yeah. it.
3: No <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the man. No doubt about that.
1: Uh, so we hear that football players are, are kind of creatures of habit, and and obviously you talked about kind of how obviously last year, your freshman year, you kind of had a weird transition moving in through spring and everything, getting onto the field. How much different is that this year now, too, as we've been kind of talking about everything going on with COVID-19? You guys didn't, I would assume, get to play a lot of spring games or anything like that, almost like you guys are going into this kind of cold. How has that kind of changed your preparation and everything for the 2020 season?
2: Um, You know, for me, it's just been about uh, having that self-discipline to want to get up and and go work out and go run and and come with some of the guys on the field. It's all self-discipline. You know, when you're during the season, you, know, you you have to get up. It's a responsibility. It's mandatory. But now with the whole COVID going on, everything is kind of on you. You have to try to keep that same mindset of it's, you still got to get up. You still got to go do what you got to do. Um, and, and that's one thing that's, that I've been focusing on is I, I, still, I still get up every day at 630 in the morning. I'll go for a run. I have a weight room downstairs. I treat it like I'm go on to practice every day. Yeah. I try to keep that mindset that I'm going to practice every day, and and then again when that time comes, I'll be ready uh, I'll mentally and physically. Will be ready. It, it does suck though because it's like you know you, you can't do half the stuff you want to do right.
3: What are you missing you out on? Room. Yeah, what are the things you miss out on?
2: Um, I feel like you miss out on like just the 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 conditioning part of it. Like having you, know, you have your, your lifts that you normally do when you're with a team, and you have like a whole structure. You have the lit, You have the the lifts you're doing, leg day, whatever, arms, these sets, that set, all that stuff. Like that's stuff you miss out, and even like just the, the protein side of it, like having the protein shake, having the the nutrition staff there at your need and, and talking to them. Yeah. You know, you don't really have that now because everything's via, via phone and, and Zoom meetings, and you don't have that one-on-one connection. That's what everyone's truly missing out is the one-on-one connection yeah. between you and the coach,
1: you and the staff. That 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 that's what I'm like. I'm I'm missing out on more of. Uh, so you already know that I'm, I'm a big fan of yours from some of the talk that we did earlier. And I think come the 2022 draft, a lot of people are going to be talking about assuming you come out after your junior year. I can't I don't want to make that assumption for you. But whether you come out 2022, 2023, I think you're going to be talks uh, toward the top of the NFL draft. Is, is there any running back that you've modeled your game after uh, through high school and then going into college?
2: Uh, through high school, I was so I was really big on James Conner uh he played for pitt and age with the Steelers. i was really big on him i loved the way he run the physicalness the ability to hit, go for a home run to get the yards like i really tried to i, mean, I, I played quarterback in high school but we ran triple option so i used to watch james Conner highlights like almost every day i even be in class on my free time just typing in james Conner highlights um now in college so one of my close, well my trainer's closest friend who i also work out with maurice jones drew you know, I always look back at his tape. You know, I, t- I text him here and there. We you talk, just
3: we me you <laughs> you yeah. name drop. You name drop. You did name yeah, drop. You yeah, name Draft. a little bit. Right. You deserve it though. You can. You know what? All right. If, I yeah, I, 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 mean, I, mean, I would call I, I would call Maurice ahead. Jones-Drew if I could too. I'm just saying I would do.
2: Yeah, I, but like you know, if you look back, look at his UCLA film. His UCLA film is. I mean, I was young, but look back at it, like he was insane at UCLA.
3: Yeah.
0: He, he was. He was. He was a. Him and Fred Taylor with
2: Jacksonville, they were like a two-headed monster. Guys. I hear you. And I, I hear you. I wasn't even watching. I was probably I was probably high around that time. But looking back at it, like they were dominating the league. Right. But Mari jones is, is a person I, I look at now. You know, I watch his tape here and there. And not gonna lie, I look at a lot of other guys who are already in college. Like I look at Kenneth Gainwell. You know, I look at guys who are in my grade. This, you know, that that that's year, this year, breakout breakout year. Just you know, look at some of the stuff that they do that I think I can you know pull here and there and stuff like that. You know, I think most people don't admit it, but it's okay to look at other opponents and, and try to learn some stuff about yeah. them and try to apply it to your game.
1: Yeah, like absolutely. Well, speaking of tennis you know, game, uh you you guys have a uh, you've got Memphis on your schedule, right? So is that going to be cool to kind of see him up front and, and kind of playing him? Oh, not necessarily in person. Cause you obviously aren't going head to head with him, but seeing him play like up front yeah, live. Yeah. For
4: that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I got that chance to see it this year. You know, I, I, that game was a pretty big game between me and him. I know it was like heavily hyped. Um, you know, ESPN's talking about it, and, and and you know, it'll be it'll be fun to go into his house and and get another W. It'll be fun. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm calling, it'd be it'd be fun to go go back, go to Memphis and, and and beat them at their home just like we beat them this year. So, yeah, you know, that's, you that's all that matters. You know, I, I look at it as you know you. you Someone can have the better game, but it comes uh-huh. down to who wins. And he may have the better game, but I think I walked away with the W. I'm just putting that out oh. there. I like it. I
1: and like. I
2: it. think I I walked away. I walked away with the W, and we beat a ring team, another ring team. I'm just gonna put that out there. So <laughs> that, that's how all that matters.
1: Uh, is there is there a game you're really looking forward to on that 2020 schedule? Like, is there someone you're hyped oh, you're yes. to it, play?
2: If we were to have fans this year, I can't wait till we play UCF. Because from what my teammates are saying is that bounce house, the bounce house is crazy. Uh-huh. People are saying that place is insane, you can't hear yourself think. So that's the game that's marked in my calendar. Plus, I didn't like the way we lost to them last year. I think we definitely could have had a better, closer game against them. But that's one game I circled on my schedule and you know, I, I Memphis. Right now, in, in my opinion, and if and it's I think right now and whatever draft class he's in, I'm in. Or if we're in the same. He's a top dog right now, and I feel like I'm right under him. I'm 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 right there, and and I feel like having that game against him will prove that one of us is the better running back. And and, and it's always those games. You know, it's always good to be able to go against somebody else who is potentially gonna be in your class for that next season. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I like hey, that's I- the game. I'm 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 gonna be honest. I'm, I'm nobody, but I have you ranked ahead of him with uh, with the dynasty yeah. So I I I, yeah. I'm, 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 I, 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 I think
2: I, I, I think that you know there's some skill different levels between me and him. Like he's more he's more of an athlete. He's in the slot. He does like Memphis used him in a lot of different ways and a lot of different packages. You know, being my first year, I didn't you know with a new coach, we didn't, you know we don't really know a lot of different things about each other. I say off like I'm the better back. We're blocking, pat, like pass protection, catching, and running. off, like I'm the better back. But it's what other people think and 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 all that political stuff. And I, I don't I don't care about all that. Put me on the field against him. I, I'm gonna go out there and, and 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 do what I gotta do.
1: I like it. Hey, I love the confidence, and I, I agree with you. So you've at least got one fan right here who thinks that thinks yeah, that yeah yeah
2: that's yeah. all that matters yeah.
1: Uh, you gotta. I know you um, You're gonna do the Dynasty Nerds film show with Jared and those guys here next next week, which is gonna be nice. fun. You ask Jared about yeah. UCF because he he's a he's a big UCF guy, and I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what he has wow. said. I'm gonna be watching that. They they do a really great job of breaking down the film. I think uh, I think you're gonna. He's also a big fan of yours as well. Me and him have been talking about you since I think like two three games into your freshman season. So it's it's gonna be fun to see yeah, you jump yeah. on there with those guys and and break down your film. Uh, so. Speaking of that, I watched a lot of your film, obviously, last year. I, I was blown away by, by your patience, your vision, the way that you hit the cutback lane sometimes I thought was just, was just beautiful. I really loved your, your catching ability and your contact balance I thought was, was awesome. Seeing some of those guys hit you and the way you kind of kept moving, knocking people over, I thought was awesome. What's one thing you're working on, though, for 2020 to improve your game?
2: Um, you know, my, my, my pass blocking. You know, I feel like it's pretty good. I want to be better. You know, I think that's what's going to put me over the top, uh, over a lot of guys, and potentially, you know, hopefully get me drafted is being able to protect the quarterback, being able to be in every down back. You know, we always be, be a three down back. I want to be able to stay in a third down when it's third and seven, third and four, and, you know, guys trust you to protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be. I want to be able to to, to get better on my pass, pass blocking game. And just also, you know, I can always get better in, in every category. You know, I, I feel like I have really great vision. I see the holes pretty clear. I see them pretty fast. I could also get better at that. And then, you know, no more shoot tackling. You know, I, I feel like at least a couple games, I got sheet tackled from a couple touchdowns. It's like I could have had 12, 13 touchdowns this year. So definitely uh, no no shoe, no sh- shoestring tackles this year.
1: All right, so I, I know I told you I'd only hold you for about thirty minutes, so I, I'm gonna yeah. I'll let you go know here in a minute. I just want to get a, one more thing from you. Do you have a a, a goal that you have set for this 2020 season? There's one thing that you want to accomplish.
2: Uh, I definitely want a thousand yards. I was 30 yards away from that, so yeah. definitely want a thousand yards, and, and I want 15
1: touchdowns. Oh no! Did he freeze up on us? I want 10
2: rushing oh. and, and five rushing and receiving, five rushing out. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I, want. Yeah. I want. I want 15, 15 touchdowns. Yeah. 15 touchdowns and a thousand yard rushing. So that's a golden team goal. I, I want, I want to win a championship, man. I want to win that conference championship. and I want to go to the best bowl possible and win that too. And win MVP. I want that okay.
1: MVP award. Oh, I love it, man. I love it, oh, man. man. I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, I can't wait to watch you this season. I think you're going to have a huge year. So I, I know that, uh, you're showing a lot of love to, to some of the guys in your draft class. I, I seriously think you're going to be one of the best ones up there in that class whenever you decide to declare. I know Jared's going to agree with me, and I am I'm, I'm th- I'm cannot wait to see you break down your film with those guys on Wednesday. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Is there anything you want to you want to say before we get you out of here?
2: Uh, I want to shout out to my moms. I love your mom. Yeah, I know she's probably going to watch it, but love the moms. Um, and look, look out for Temple this, this year. Watch. We're, we're going we're gonna to shake some heads. A lot of people got us, we're in four or fifth place. We're gonna be up there and, and you guys are here in the And if we win a conference championship, I'm coming to you three. And I'm telling you, I told you so. Hey, yeah, we'll I I
1: have to have you so. back. So yeah, celebrate. Win. Yeah. Not even yeah. when you win it, we will definitely have you back on so yeah. we can talk to you about the ball game and everything, yeah. man. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for your season. Yeah, I think yeah. you're gonna you're gonna kill it, man. So thank you so much for, for jumping on with us today. Thank and you so much boy, for having me. The The film nerds thing on Wednesday because they, like I said, I know you'll have a lot of fun no with problem. that. And we got I got to get an NCAA game in with you at some point, man. I'm, I'm gonna get you yeah, on, you got
2: to we definitely got to.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll do it, we but man, it. Thank, thank, you. You, thank you so much. Yeah, man, thank you. We'll We'll check thank back you. in with you as the season goes on, man. Good luck.
2: Have no a great day, Ray. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Fuck.
1: Yep. Awesome, so, man. Two weeks in a row had two, two great running backs on, man. I'm all geeked out. This has been fun, man. This has been you a
5: you know what else we have to look forward to in either two or three years is you getting sniped on trying to draft him <laughs> your because of three three years of unbridled love.
1: <laughs> I will I will be taking him with my my first. I will tank every single draft in the next couple of years. Uh. What is that? So, if he comes out in 2021, I'm going to tank every single league so I can make sure number one pick, I'm taking him. And I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan. It's been cool to be able to talk to him. Uh, and as you guys just saw, he, he's such a cool guy. It's been a lot of fun to talk to him. I don't know where Tony wins or if he's going to come back anytime soon. So uh, he's, he's
4: not muted.
1: Yeah, he's not <laughs> muted, so uh, we are going to talk about uh, our quarterbacks here. So I guess while we're waiting for him to come back, uh, Matt, let's talk about the the listener league. We we talked about some of the ways that you decide how you want to uh, kind of announce or allow the first uh, person to get in here in this league outside of uh, Mister Weber.
5: Well, as uh, as much as we all enjoyed Dennis's suggestion uh, <laughs> in our personal <laughs> chat, I I think yours was more reasonable, so.
1: If you want to go with,
5: uh, I think you had the idea of doing a rate and review.
1: Yeah. So, if I guess uh, if anybody, see, if you've already rate or reviewed the podcast, we've, we have a ton of those on there already. Uh, you can do that. Send us a screenshot. You can send it to either Matt, Dennis, me, the show at Roundtable FFs, so one of our DMs. We'll see it. We'll get you put in there. Uh, depending on how many people do it, maybe we'll throw in a couple of people. I think last year we had a bunch of people do it. So, we ended up throwing like two or three in. Uh, or the YouTube channel. Obviously, we have a YouTube channel. We're trying to grow that a little bit more as well since the podcast has kind of a, a its own little audience. If you go on YouTube and rate and review that, we've got all of our videos on there that we've been doing for oh, how long have we been going live now? Two months, yeah. months three months now? Yeah. So we've, yeah, we've they're got, adding
5: uh, up. Co- COVID came into our lives and we came into your Yeah, lives, we decided
1: to so. we decided why not? If, so uh, if you're not
5: enjoying this visual just blame uh, COVID.
1: Let's just let's just do this. I mean, we, we can all admit there's uglier people in the fantasy community doing videos. We're not that <laughs> bad. So we're, we're good. Uh, but uh, yeah, go in there. Rate, review the YouTube channel if you guys could, because that, that's obviously big for us as well to kind of to boost that up. It'd be really cool. Um, and, and, and send same thing. Send any of us a DM depending on how many people do it. We'll, we'll de- determine how many people we let in. We'll announce it next Thursday and then we'll kind of yeah. throw out the next contest. We'll try and get it full. Obviously, here, quickly, we're doing 14 teams, right? Am I remembering that correctly?
5: 14 teams. We still have nine openings, possibly 10 if Dennis decides to forsake us.
1: Dennis will join. He will. He'll give in eventually. We're just waiting until the last minute and then he'll (laughs) jump in.
5: (laughs) I saw that facial
4: expression.
1: Uh, Maybe he doesn't
5: have this. Sorry. I've been working on my
1: body language.
4: I still got (laughs) substantial work to do, though. Hey, you
5: know, he may I, not be in the same I, boat as me, where I'm going to tell my wife that I'm going to be working 50 hours a week and doing four, fantasy 40 hours a week, and then I'll try to squeeze her in. Dennis isn't quite to that point yet. Yeah. That's just you and me, buddy.
1: Ah, oh, well, you know, it's not a, it's not quite as bad a life as some people want to make it out to be. I'll tell you that, you know. But <laughs> well, maybe it's not, I'm bad it's yeah, not bad honestly, for us. Yeah. I do admit very often that I'm fairly lucky with the way that my wife's schedule works out that it allows me to kind of live this, uh, live this life. And everybody always asks, like, dude, how does your marriage keep going? It's like, Well, my wife's not here, so she really doesn't know what I do at <laughs> that time. So I'm good. Like I, So I what just- you're
5: saying <clears throat> is the key is distance.
1: Exactly, yes, yes. So in the key part, it's like she thinks I'm taking care of the kids right now. Really they're locked in a room. I threw some yeah. Cheerios on the ground and I'm like, just take care of yourselves. That'll be back in an hour. So
3: What's crazy for me is that it's the opposite. She's here with me all the time. And when we're not when I'm not like podcasting or tweeting or something like we're talking about dynasty trades, like she wants to talk about football. Matter of fact, she's it's a big joke at the office now. But Melissa is the reason why I'm even into football. Like she was a football fan before I was. So she she's constantly schooling me and drilling me on football. It's crazy. Crazy.
5: All, all my wife looks forward to is our annual uh, picking games against each other, which I always publish her picks and my picks. And in several years, she has uh, destroyed me.
1: So has she actually destroyed you, or is that a you letting her destroy you? Uh, no, no,
3: no. You don't let them win.
1: <laughs> well, no, because see, it's the same that, picks
5: but... that I use in our competition. So it doesn't, uh, uh, I've just played yeah, no... out spectacularly.
1: The worst thing for me is my wife is a Steelers fan, so I have to hear about that shit all the time. And huh. I, I don't know. So I try actually <laughs> to avoid all football conversations with her at times because anytime I try and say something about how great Baker is, she's like, Yeah, and how, how many championships did they want again? I'm like,
3: Uh-oh. Oh, dear.
5: We so should probably start talking about quarterbacks before we end up doing the four single guys podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I know, I know. Well, I don't have to worry about that. My wife doesn't watch it. again. she doesn't even know I do. I just, you know, she's like, "What's that?" Oh, nothing, nothing. I don't do anything. I just, I just record for those guys. I don't actually do it. But all right, yeah, let's talk about our quarterbacks here. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, 32 through 13 today. Next Thursday, we will finish up maybe do more than 12. depends on, I guess, how quick, how quickly this goes. I was going to pull that up. I was in the process of updating Mr. Dyer's picks there. So did that work? Is that up there? All right. So this first column here is mine. You got Matt's, Dennis, and Tony's. We'll start at the bottom, which did not show there, obviously. There we go, 32. So – I'll let I'll let you kick it off there, Tony, since you had to, you know, stab me in the heart there with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, go just go ahead and give us your your 32 through 24 or 25, because we're going to start at 24. But your guys that uh, even in superflex, you're kind of avoiding are going to be the, the bottom rung of quarterback for you.
3: When I look at starting quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins is still in the worst situation. I don't like Adam Gase teams. I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm biased. It's not I, Adam Gase. Wait a minute. Yeah.
1: It's uh, Jay, uh, not Jay Gruden, my
3: goodness. Uh, no, J- Ron, Rivera. Rivera. Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Adam Gase. I was thinking of Sam Darnold. Is he my number? Yeah, he's back there too. Sorry about that. Um, I got he's really there. mixed up there. Sorry. Just I mean, about. you hate
5: Adam Gase so much that anyone that's in a tri state region. If he's now, close to like-
3: Adam Gase, he's going to not, it's not going to work out. Sorry about that. Ooh, embarrassing. <laughs> anyway. No, I don't know. There's, there's not been enough improvement there. There's not enough improvement on that entire team. The running back situation, I I, I believe that the, like a running back situation and a quarterback situation are really closely tied together. And I don't know with Bryce Love, with Darius Geis, with Adrian Peterson, there's nothing sure about this. I mean, consistency is important to me. And unfortunately, Dwayne Haskins has no consistency. He's at the bottom of my starting list because I just, quite frankly, I don't believe that his talent is so great that he can put a team on his back and carry them into multiple wins. I just don't. I I think they're one of the worst teams in the league, to be honest with you. And I think Dwayne Haskins maybe is an innocent bystander and a casualty of that. But there's nothing about Dwayne Haskins. There was a few games late last year. I get it, but he, he didn't do enough. That's all. That's all. For, for me, Dwayne Haskins is my least favorite quarterback of 32 starting quarterbacks. Nick Foles is second because he's unproven. So did you ask me to go from 32 up?
1: Up through 25. Yeah, just kind of yeah. give your, your 25, guys. We'll, we'll discuss it. guys. seems like most of us have the same kind of bottom guys. Uh, we are, this is for uh, 2020 ranks. Uh, Mr. Boz, this is 2020. I uh, could yeah, take- you're your 30 through 225, because we all seem to have pretty much the same guys here. Yeah. There's there's one glaring difference in mine compared to yours. So
3: I could see Nick Foles being, I mean, in, in all reality, he could be a top 24 guy, but with the with the system that the Bears have have run, with the the, the way they didn't use Trubisky, the way that he should have been used, they have Allen Robinson a legitimate threat. I'm I'm weighing the goods and the bads here. It's like a Benjamin Franklin close. Nick Foles is another casualty, I think, of a bad team. And quite frankly, um, as I said on the Huddle Up podcast earlier today, he's not a very proven commodity. Like, I mean, he's played eight games a year throughout his career. He's never, I mean, a couple of times he played a full season, but eight games a year is what the average comes out to. And so, unfortunately, I think that the Bears are caught in this cycle where they're still looking for that quarterback. Nick Foles is probably not the guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Allen Robinson carries him higher than 32 but I, i'm not counting on it. Uh, Sam Darnold, I talked about the Gase effect. He's my 30 I'm trying to 30. you've got me zoomed out. 30. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You got me zoomed out here. Uh Darnold's my 30th and to be quite frank, I maybe should have moved him down without Robbie Anderson <laughs> and add Robbie Gase and add add Adam Gase. Sorry. Uh, that, that 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 situation's probably the worst. I regret not moving him down. Can I scroll down here. No, sorry,
1: that's that's the bottom right there. 32, 32 and up. I was trying to mess with it, see if I get a little bit bigger, but uh, hit I, that I close look. button, Matt.
3: The rest oh. of the guys between 25 the bottom and, here. and 30 for me Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater, Jarrett Stidham, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Darnold. The one that stands out to me, I think, the most is Tyrod Taylor. If he I ranked him really low. But if he is the starter for the Chargers and Herbert doesn't take over, Tyrod Taylor could be a sneaky, sneaky value. There, that's another situation of inconsistency. My whole thing is to avoid, avoid everything about inconsistency. I don't want anything to do with that. So that's why I've got uh, Bridgewater, Stidham, Fitzpatrick, and Taylor all also. Below 25.
1: Not bad, Dennis. I got what you're saying now. All right. Anyways, you think uh, with
4: Fox in here being the it guy, he'd have told you that.
1: Ah, man, I mean, you, you it were was speaking, fine. I, I think uh to be there for a minute. I didn't know what was going on. All right. So we all seem to have, I'm just going to just glancing at him. I mean, even though I'm obviously bigger on Dwayne Haskins actually seems like both me and surprisingly Matt is, and uh, well, all three of us are kind of in the same range for Dwayne, obviously outside of Tony, we all have Gardner down there. Uh, is Jimmy G, pretty much down there for all of us. No, I've got him higher. No, you've got him higher, but the three of us are not as high on Jimmy G. Ryan Fitzpatrick down there, Derek Carr down there, Jarrett Stidham. I'm the lowest on him. I'm not as sold. What a, I guess I'm not. It's not much. It's a couple spots. But Dennis, Matt, why why don't you have him at the bottom? What is it? You just think he's he's just gonna be the starter all season long, and that's why you have Foles and Tyrod down at the bottom for you two.
4: Yeah, for me, yeah. It, I, I think that Carr, Fitzpatrick, Foles, and and Taylor all split time with the other quarterbacks on their team. Uh, maybe Carr the, the least amount, but I think there's going to be times where they just decide they've had a, Gruden start shuffling them and giving Mariota uh, a chance. So with them, I, it was just really hard to predict who's going to get how much playing time there. And so those that I felt were going to be splits, I just threw them at the bottom with an estimation of who, which, ones, which, four, which of the four I thought would get the most starts. So I think Carr probably starts the most, but Mariota gets some playing time. Fitzpatrick, wouldn't surprise me if he goes six or eight games and then Tua takes over. Yeah, Foles and, and Trubisky, it wouldn't surprise me if Trubisky starts the year.
5: I actually think he is going to start the year, yeah, which is so, why I have Foles at the bottom.
4: And, and and Taylor, I think, probably loses his starting job the earliest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just – you know, Stidham, I think they're going to be a low-volume offense. Carolina and, and San Francisco as well. Uh, Haskins, I, I agree some with Tony that there's not a lot to go on. But I I – I tried to. I I looked at. I wanted to move him higher. I looked for people to move down, and I just couldn't make a strong enough case to move him up. I I think that going into this year, Darnold is going to have. He's going to be more secure. Mm -hmm. He's going to have a little bit better. He doesn't have the. Darnold doesn't have the grade A receiver in McLaurin that Haskins has but Darnold has a lot better weapons all around. Uh, Garoppolo, it's just going to be – I think a, they're just a low-volume offense. If, if yeah. Shanahan can run the ball 50 times a game, he's going to.
5: Well, especially now, you know, Devo Samuel's out for a, at least a month, and that's going to slow his progress coming back. You uh, know, it, a lot of unknowns behind him.
1: Yeah. That time-tambled table well, it's three to four months, so you're saying a month into the season, I'm guessing?
5: No, they said three to four weeks.
1: Oh, no. The new timetable came out said three to four months. Oh, well, then it that's just even happened. worse. Yeah, that just yeah. happened. Because,
5: I mean, right. that leaves them with Jalen Hurd, Dante Pettis, and Ayuk. I mean, they traded Goodwin, who's a – Don't forget, Trent Taylor.
1: Don't oh, don't forget Trent Taylor. Oh, they've got Ayuk. So the 49ers,
5: kill, the 49ers <laughs> forgot Trent
1: Taylor. Yeah, I mean, they got Ayuk. No, they
4: didn't forget him. He just had the same injury last year
1: that uh,
4: Debo has this year.
3: Liz Frank is lingering. I mean, that's a lingering injury.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Debo's not gonna.
3: Debo can show up to the game and not be Debo for the whole year. I mean, that's real.
1: So that's uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is with with that injury, I don't even. Even if they say he's gonna be ready by the the time the season starts, I don't know how much you can trust him this year because that. I mean, I remember Julio playing with that and Julio struggled, and nothing against Debo, but Debo's not Julio. Right. Alright, so, so that, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt.
5: Keep going. Yeah, that that's similar to to what I had down there. I am uh, you know, so I'll start at the bottom. Foles, I actually do think Trubisky starts the season, and that ends up being more of a split. I think Tony's had a fair point. Nick Foles hasn't exactly been durable or successful outside of short stints in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um I have Herbert on the list because I think the Chargers are going to be out of contention early, and Ty- Tyrod is going to start maybe maybe a month, maybe five games, and then they're going to go over. Um, Carr, kind of the same thing. It just doesn't feel like they have a ton of confidence in him. And I feel like if they aren't winning and they don't get off to a strong start and they have a tough schedule, you know, they wander less to so get to him. So it's not that I love Stidham. I just I have trouble believing they would throw him over unless he's got awful for Brian Hoyer. Uh, You know, I just don't think at this point in time and unless they go and make a move, it seems like they've decided they're going to, you know, roll their hand with him. Um, You know, Haskins, we talked about the, the Redskins. uh, I think, you know, he could show signs of improvement and still end up in this, you know, 25 to 29 range. uh, We kind of talked about before Uh, Minshew, Kind of the same thing. I have probably one of the bigger differences for me and some of you guys is I have started to buy into more of the idea that the reason the Dolphins wanted Tua so much is they were looking at, at having him and having him have a redshirt year and keep building up that team and building up the offensive line. And we have seen of the kind of couple quarterbacks that are going in that are potentially sharing time, the Dolphins were actually – quite entertaining watching Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if he doesn't completely implode, he was actually pretty good for the, for their offense and their team was actually pretty competitive. Uh, And I don't think the dolphins are in any particular hurry to rush to a back from, from what happened and to throw him out there um, because I think they're looking at it more long-term. So I think, you know, Fitzpatrick could play most or all of the season, which will make him, you know, a sneaky value. And then, uh, to me, the the twenty three to twenty five was kind of a a coin flip. I am not as high on Bridgewater, and I also think it's a tougher situation with a first year, uh, first time NFL head coach and a lot of the different pieces. Everybody trying to come through, and they also have a very talented running back that they can lean on. So that's where I. I end up dropping him just outside of what we would have considered the QB1, QB2.
1: Yeah, so for mine, uh, I agree with you guys on the on the foles Trubisky thing. I just think Foles is going to – I think he's eventually going to take over, I would guess, probably right around week five or six. And I think with the wide receivers and team he has around him, I think he's still going to put up points. I think the Bears are going to be a decent team this year. I don't think they're going to be great, but I think their offense is going to put up points. Why well, I raised them above Stidham because I I – Honestly, think what me and Dennis talked about all last year and the Patriots handing the ball off to Sony Michelle and Damian Harris like 500 times a game is going to happen this year. I think that Stidham will do stuff, uh, but I don't think he's going to be. Cool. I think Nick Foles is going to come on strong and just barely beat out Stidham. So that's why I have him just above him. Uh, again, with these guys at the bottom, I'm not saying that they're going to be horrible. It's just the it, QB is so deep. I was trying to find, like, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt, Dennis, you guys know I've been talking all about how I think Carolina's going to be good. I couldn't move him. I, I guess I could have mm-hmm. moved him up to 23. But I believe more in that guy than I do Teddy Bridgewater. So I had to keep him at 23. But it was hard.
5: Hey, when I to, saw your race, set it these made me happy out, so. because I knew we weren't going to get kicked off the show because of where we put Bridgewater. When I saw Dennis and I had Bridgewater <laughs> yeah. in the red below, I was like, oh, man, we're only going to make it two minutes into this discussion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I, I, I still, I still think that even being the 24th rated quarterback, he's gonna have a, he can have a good season. I mean, this is just fantasy points. It just means maybe, you know, he's just not gonna have as good a season as Patrick Mahomes, which I wasn't going to expect. But let's, let's start talking about our guys um, up here in the top 24. Super flex. These are the guys that you want to have. Hopefully, is at least your second QB. Uh, I'll kick it off with my 24, and that is Teddy Bridgewater. I've talked Scroll about it. Up. I think uh, oh, it's right there. He's right there. Twenty-four. T- Teddy Bridgewater.
3: Come on, scroll up a little bit. I'll <laughs> scroll up. Down. I need, a, I'm I need down. more. Look, he
1: wants to keep the mystery. Yeah, alive. build suspense. Oh my We're gosh. Talk about our next two, and then we'll move up. Uh, so, Teddy. Have Bridgewater, you never I, watched
5: Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, you know, just watched me take the commercial break.
1: You don't want to give away the answers to start the, at the start of the test. That's bad teaching. No, we, we, we want to build suspense a little bit. So. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, for me, like I said, I think he's going to – the Panthers are going to have a good season. I love Curtis Samuel, CMC, DJ Moore, the way that offense with Joe Brady there, what he did with LSU. I think Teddy Bridgewater can can somewhat play the way that Joe Burrow did with LSU last year. I, I love the offense that they're going to install there. I think Bridgewater's going to be good. And then Herbert. I, I've said it before. I'm going to continue to say it. I think Tyrod plays maybe two games, three at the most. Herbert's going to come in. ton of weapons around him. I, this kid – I was on the back row show a couple weeks ago and talked about how he won the academic Heisman and they said that that doesn't matter. I disagree. I think that shows just how smart he is, how quick he picks up playbooks with the talent he has around him, the gun that he has, the ability to get outside the pocket. I think Herbert's going to be, If Joe Burrow wasn't here, the best rookie quarterback in this class. But Joe Burrow, I think, is going to have a good year. I think I have him higher than everybody, if I'm remembering correctly. So uh, Herbert, I think, is going to end up having a really good year uh, for fantasy if you end up taking him as your second quarterback. Matt, you are in column number two, so tell me about your 24 and 23.
5: So I went with a couple of guys that I think are probably uh, better in terms of NFL for the systems they're in than maybe they are for your fantasy Obviously, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, both led teams that went uh, into at least a championship game, Garoppolo, into the Super Bowl. But I think they're both run-first teams with really good defense that aren't looking to score 35 points a game. Uh, And so for fantasy, where do we get our points It is by them going for a lot of yards, uh, throwing touchdowns. I don't know about you guys, but I find myself more and more increasingly in leagues where you're getting bonus points for long passing plays, for huge performances. I don't see these two guys. I think their teams are going to be good. They'll probably both still be playoff teams or pushing for playoff teams. I think they'll they'll be good in the roles they're in and what they're asked to do. Um, but
4: for fantasy,
1: I, I don't think that's a high-scoring option. All right, Dennis, what about you, 24 and 23?
4: You know, it comes down to trust for me. I think both guys uh, Sands injury will get to start all year. But I don't trust Adam Gase. Uh, I think Darnold will go. have will have some success in spite of Gase. Um, and Minshew, well, I like Gardner. I, he kind of came out. Of, is he a one year wonder? Can I can I trust that he's gonna continue? I know they they went all in on him and and uh, let Foles walk. And, and it's it, but to me it's I. I I just don't have the trust there. I, I want to see consistency. His, his college game was a little bit different than what I think they're, they're going to have to run. And then, you know, they're not committed to Leonard Fournette uh, beyond this season. So I'm not going to be surprised if they give Fournette 350 carries because they're, not, they're just going to let him walk. So let's, let's grind him and, and let him go. We know he can be productive.
5: Do you so, think there's uh, any thought
1: too that they might be uh, tanking for Trevor?
3: Right. That's what I was going to ask you. They're tanking for Trevor.
1: I don't yeah. think they're tanking for Trevor because if they do that, Doug Marone knows for sure he's out of a job. Yeah. I, I would think most of us don't think he's coming back anyways, but I really don't think Doug Marone's going out there saying, Hey, let's tank for Trevor so I can get fired, especially, or especially get fired. I I, I don't believe that they are tanking for Trevor. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with the first pick overall, but I don't think they're purposely going out <laughs> there. To think right it could
5: now. be a it could be a no lose situation, you know. If you give it over to Garden yeah. and she, you find out is he the guy, or do I get to draft a franchise quarterback? Yeah,
1: it's just like, um, man, Dennis. Who do we have on here? I forgot his name. Mark uh, Mark Donaldson. From oh, his, okay. yeah, he is a big JX fan and that's what he's talked about. You're either going to find out Gardner's your guy or you're going to end up getting Trevor Lawrence. So could work out either way for you. Tony, give us your 24 and 23.
3: 24 and 23. Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill and it's a lot of what Dennis said before. I mean, these are run first teams. Ryan Tannehill has Derek Henry on a last year deal. It's a it's a uh, uh, franchise tag, right? So Derek, they're going to run the crap out of Derek Henry. And we know that John Gruden is an old-fashioned guy. I mean, he has not changed. He's the same guy he was before. He wants a pocket passer. He wants to run the damn ball, and he wants good defense. I mean, these are two guys that I think – and then add into that with uh, Derek Carr, by the way. Marcus Mariota is looming. And add into that the coach speak that that Gruden likes to work with young quarterbacks and groom them and and grow them. I mean – Come on, there's a reality where Marcus Mariota becomes a project of John Gruden. I just this just hit my mind right now, but like that's a legitimate reality where Gruden latches on to Mariota for no reason other than he's on the team now and grooms him and makes that into a point. It's a mess. Consistency is important to me. That Derek Carr is low on the list, so that's why I've got Derek Carr low is because the the constant pressure of an overwhelming coach. And then Tannehill, Tannehill just suffers because it's a run first team and he's incredibly efficient, but yeah. outside of that, nothing spectacular.
1: So let me ask, cause I'm, I'm curious. You just talked about how you think Derek Carr possibly could get replaced by Mariota. So why do you have him higher than guys like Bridgewater, Gardner, Fitzpatrick, Darnold? I mean, I get the Darnold thing cause of the gaze, but why do you have him higher than these guys who likely like Teddy and Gardner? If you think... Carr could get pulled, they're gonna be starters all season unless they get hurt.
3: Yeah, and I don't I guess I'm not anticipating Carr being benched for Mariota. That's not the plan. That's not my plan at all. I I wouldn't I don't expect that to happen. I'm just saying the reason I would otherwise have Carr much higher. Had Marcus Mariota not not been brought in, I would have Carr much higher. I think that pressure and the overwhelming coach, I, I I just don't think that Derek Carr has the that grit. That NFL toughness. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. If you bring in, if you bring in Marcus Mariota behind Ben Roethlisberger, what's how's Ben going to react to that guy? Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Is I don't know that Derek Carr has the grit to make it through this. So I'm pulling his yeah, value true. down. That's all.
1: All right. So we're gonna keep talking about the rest of these guys i'm gonna do it a little bit differently here a lot of us have philip rivers right here um we see a lot of philip rivers sam darnold joe burrow ryan Tannehill. all we've kind of all guys that are have grouped in this area me and tony both have philip rivers at 21 uh matt you and me both have sam darnold coming in here you at 21 me at 22 so we're obviously higher on him than dennis and tony why do you have him up here in the high 20s
5: so i i was actually working up player profile on uh, Sam Darnold that uh, I'm going to have in a couple weeks. The, you know, there's going to be a guy a little bit further up uh, that's more near and dear to my heart uh, that belongs to the logo behind me um, where we we've had a lot of narrative that uh, everything the team did during the offseason was to commit to him and giving him a chance to succeed. And low key, I would say the jets did have done something similar uh, with Sam Darnold. he They invested heavily in the offensive line. First pick was Makai Becton. They went and signed George Fant as a tackle out of Seattle. They went and got Connor McGovern, a Pro Bowl uh, center guard from the Broncos. They worked on building up the offensive line. Brashad uh, Perriman actually looked pretty good in that offensive system in Tampa Bay last year. Maybe not the flashiest signing, but it's not terrible. Denzel Mims is, is a pretty quality pick. And we have talked about... Jameson Crowder being a little bit of a, an underrated kind of guy uh, at his position. They potentially have Chris Herndon uh, coming back. You know, he missed a, almost all of last season with first the suspension, and the injury, and they signed Ryan Griffin, who looked good in replacing him. They still have Le'Veon Bell, um, who I think, if you deploy correctly, is still a good weapon. They added Frank Gore, so they have a grinder, you know, the ageless wonder back there. And when you look at Darnold's season – he started out kind of un- uneven because he got mono and then missed three games. And I think we discount a little bit. Yeah, he came back uh, for their fifth game. But recovering from mononucleosis uh, t- to go you know, back to school or go back to work is one thing. Recovering from mononucleosis to go back to playing professional football is something else. They got off to a really slow start. But I think what gets lost a little bit is the Jets were 6-2. and two. Uh, in the back half of the season Sam Darnold finished as 7 and 6 as a starter he improved his completion percentage his yardage and his touchdowns while reducing his interceptions in his second year in a year that most of us considered a bust and he finished as quarterback 27 to think that he could take a modest step up with a little bit more of a successful team built around him is not that Unbelievable. I mean, he's going... His ADP is quarterback 22. So, you know, I have him at 21. Not really that big of a leap. I think the thing that really holds us back is we don't like Adam Gase. And Adam Gase can be a terrible coach and still have some decent offensive players. Even Tannehill had a decent season and took the Dolphins to the playoffs with Adam Gase. He's had some players that performed even if the team was not very good or was not very well managed. So, I... I'm not saying, you know, Sam Donald's my man. I'm planning my flag. I'm saying based on what I've seen, I think him finishing 21, 22 doesn't seem unreasonable to me, especially if you hope a player progresses in their third year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think for me, the reason I dropped him down so low, uh, Dennis, Tony touched on earlier, Adam Gase, and then a, a little bit of lack of the weapons too. I don't really love a lot of the the players he has around him. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, You know, he was good in Pittsburgh, but really seems like Adam Gase wants nothing to do with him on that team, which I think kind of hurts him. I don't love the wide receivers around him, so uh, that's why I have him down here. Dennis, you have Joe Burrow at 21. Matt has him at 22. Um, Let's see here. Tony, you have him higher, which is interesting. I assume you probably have him somewhere close to me. What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow, and why do you have him here in the high 20s? I
4: I just think he's going to come in and – uh, as a rookie, there's going to be struggles while he figures out life in the NFL. Uh, namely, I, I know he was super accurate and didn't throw a bunch of interceptions in college last year, but that was in college last year where many of the teams they played, they clearly overmatched. So coming into the NFL, playing against guys like Marcus Peters you know, and uh, Marlon Humphrey in, in Baltimore, uh Denzel Ward you know there's going to be guys that are just so much better than the competition he's had to face on a regular basis so I I think he's going to be really good I, I'm just tempering my expectations for 2020
1: all right, fair enough. Yeah, I've got him a little bit higher. I'll be interested to see where Tony has him here. So, Tony, me and you both have Philip Rivers at 21. Kind of surprised. I thought maybe you would let your homerism get the best of you like I did with Baker. So where do you have – or why do you have Philip Rivers here at 21?
3: It's the same argument as many of the other arguments. I mean, Philip, there's a lot of good things about Phillip Rivers. So from an NFL perspective, this is probably the best situation that – Philip Rivers has been in, in a really long time, but from a fantasy perspective, I mean, he's on a run first team. They have they have I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack could run the ball every damn play, and it would probably work out more times than not. I mean, I mean, they got a le- the best offensive line in football and two legitimate running backs. It's a run first team. Uh, so despite despite T Y Hilton, who I um, a Homer believe that is might be one of the best deep threats in football. Despite that, so we'll talk about that a different day. But despite having Paris Campbell, who I think is one of the better possession, young possession receivers. Oh, and by the way, Michael Pittman, I mean, he's got all the weapons available. It looks a lot like a Chargers team in the past. When's the last time that, that Philip Rivers was like a top five?
1: <laughs> uh, what's this?
3: Texas uh,
1: Cowboys fan.
3: All right. I hear you.
1: Now I uh, I would take it in line over Dallas. That's,
3: that's but that's, but my point is that despite all the good things going for him, it's a run first team. I mean, he's not going to have he's not going to have the volume. That's all the volume.
1: Uh, I agree with you on that. That's why I have Philip here. Uh, I think they are going to be a run first team. Uh, it is going to work more often when they run with Taylor, not when they run with Max. So I agree with your statement on it working more often than not on that uh Kurt cousins, <laughs> we'll save that for a little bit uh obviously we all i think you're the lowest on kirk which is surprising i honestly thought matt wasn't even gonna rank kirk cousins so like, the fact i don't that like
5: kirk cousins but i acknowledge <laughs> that uh, for fantasy all right
1: I'll, I'll move up to what is that we already did all those so let's just get the top 15 in here and see what our differences are here so Kirk, let's see. I'm trying to trying to see the big differences. 20. Oh, wow. All three of us have Kirk Cousins at 20. Tony, you have him at 22, so I'll let Dennis go. He might be impartial toward Kirk Cousins. Why do you have Kirk here down at 20? Because he's a guy who's finished in the top 15 pretty much every year that he's been a starter, and we all have him drop down here at 20. So why? Why did you drop him?
4: Well, with some of the younger guys I have ahead of them, I, I think they just have they're going to ha- have more volume and they have uh, maybe a little wider uh, breadth of talent. So I, I know that Kirk has uh, Thielen. He's got Dalvin Cook, theoretically, um, and Irv Smith, You know, uh, Jeff- Justin Jefferson coming in. So to me, there's just some questions. And then Zimmer wants to run the ball. Uh, it, so I have volume concerns, probably is what I you know, I see Philip Rivers, while he's gonna have a great running game. Uh, he has a lot of weapons to throw the ball to, and I think Rivers is gonna throw the ball. Drew Locke, I mean, he's got Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, Jerry Judy. So he's gonna be, I, I think Locke is gonna be chucking the ball downfield. Goff has some really good, good weapons. Uh, I, I like where the Giants are going. So for me, it was really a function of uh, of the guys, the four or five guys in front of him. He's going to have just the least amount of volume, and I don't think he's going to be so efficient that he can leap over them.
5: I think if you move one field more up, you'll get all of them where we're
1: going to today oh yeah I wasn't even paying attention I was trying to to look at that all right so go up to there we go 13 that's right I don't know why I thought we were doing 14 so all right so Kirk Cousins does anybody have anything they want to rebuttal on that I mean I kind of agree with um, what he I think the loss of Stephon Diggs is also really going to hurt him I love Jefferson uh but I don't know if he can step up and be quite as as dynamic as as uh Diggs was uh maybe. last year so I think that's going to hurt Cousins a little bit as yeah. well what about you guys Tony, Matt, anything you want to uh, add?
3: That, that's perfect. That's it. I mean, he's yeah. got Adam Thielen and some guys that we they have to make themselves. I mean, yeah. Well, I and like a-
1: Justin Jefferson.
5: I think he's got a couple of good tight ends. We've seen Cook be a decent receiver out of the backfield, but they had an incredible amount of success running the ball first and then letting Kirk throw when they needed to throw, yeah. and he seemed to thrive in that role, which you know was good enough to be in this range last year. I think this is probably the range where he lands.
1: Man, I just realized that me and Tony have Drew Locke in our top 12, and Matt doesn't. How about oh, that?
3: Let's go, How Matt.
1: That? I thought Matt was the Broncos fan, but I guess not.
3: Matt, I mean, what's I going could, on here?
1: I could
5: see him ending up as a QB1, but I think to, to say without a doubt that's where he's going to go is, is a little I, – I think Denver's going to run the ball more than you think they are too.
4: I think Matt's trying to reverse psychology.
5: <laughs> no, I like him, but I, am I physically putting him ahead of Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers or even I mean, Baker I, yeah. has more time in in his system and more time and experience as a starter? Drew Lock played five games, many of which were against subpar teams at the end of the season.
1: All right, Matt's just like kill- – Drew Locke's never coming on the podcast. Gee, he's a Broncos fan over here killing him. Hey, um, I
5: think Broncos. if you pulled most people that aren't the four of us, Drew Locke's not in the top 20. I mean, by the he's dropping
1: down. Actually, I heard a podcast talking about that today, uh, That how they think he's getting widely overdrafted because of the the moves that they made in the draft. I just – I don't know. I believe in him. But, yeah, Tony, go ahead. Re- rebut what, what you wanted to say on, on no. Locke.
3: I'm trying to figure out if I can respond to the chat notifications. What was the – what's the left guard or left tackle? Somebody – offensive lineman just suffered another torn torn Achilles. The the chat's lighting up right now about Carson Wentz and where I have him. Oh, yeah. Well, Well,
5: they lost their guard. They lost their right guard. Brandon Brooks, yeah. Brandon
4: Brooks. Brooks. That's relevant.
3: That's relevant. That's the reason why I have Carson. I just – I want everybody to know while you're looking – I have Carson Wentz ranked at 16 because of the loss and of Brandon Jason,
5: Brooks. Jason Peters is still unsigned, so oh, I and by the way, Alshon really Jeffrey
3: love. is hurt. So man, the team, Alshon Jeffrey's
5: not like. I don't know well, if that's an e Water, word, water man, is man. wet. Alshon is hurt. Oh, come on, come on.
3: That you're going to pretend that's not relevant, but come on, it's that's not. an important part of their team. That's a, whether or not he's good is or productive yeah, or
1: they, they the, didn't, Alshon who doesn't matter Jalen Rager is going to light it up yeah, they didn't have
5: Alshon matter. most of last year and it didn't impact the fact exactly. that I mean, was he had it was the worst division no in football re- mean? he, he football, basically but. had no receivers and was a top 10 quarterback I think that's what they're saying is we've you know I I thought maybe you were
1: knocking him down because you didn't think he was gonna last all no I
3: knocked him down because of the loss of Brandon Brooks
1: I mean, the the one thing I'll say in in what I said earlier is that QB is loaded. I would imagine even if you had Wentz at 16, there's not much separating him points wise in the top 12 to 10 10 quarterbacks. I would, for me personally, just looking at your ranks, I mean, I'd have him over Big Ben and Jimmy G, but I mean, I also think Big Ben's trash. So that's just me. All right. So
3: you're a Browns fan. So that's fine.
1: That's true. Well, everybody, well, me and Dennis, thank you, Dennis. You know, you know, smart guy you smart guys unite have big Ben down there at 19 both uh let's see Matt you have him at 13 and Tony you have him at 15 tell me and Dennis why we're wrong on big Ben why is he going to come back and be a stud again
3: why why wouldn't he be I mean he broke his elbow listen his elbow got wonky but listen here's the reality the team fell apart without big Ben
1: Sure,
3: I'm, I'm willing to be wrong I'm totally willing to be wrong about big Ben and, and that's I'll move a good him. goddamn thing too I, I'll move him <laughs> way down but here's the deal uh, that offense that offense thrives under Ben Roethlisberger. I,
1: they thrived I, under Ben Roethlisberger. I, don't
3: okay, I, well, I think well, they will again. So, I think they will again. I don't think that it's fair to say that. I mean, all the things that Ben did before are the same now. It's not like he's broken a leg and can't he, he's not like he's lost mobility i mean I he's still okay, the big oaf that he was before
5: you, you're just saying it's it was a simple way. elbow injury he's a, not. That's a late, why he's a late 30s quarterback who had tommy john surgery baseball pitchers don't come back from that so exactly. that's not the position i'm taking it just you know he seems to be doing uh better we've seen him recover before i like Pittsburgh's, you know, complement of receivers. I know you don't you cannot like the team and still No, they,
1: acknowledge, acknowledge they even- it's the talent. it's
3: the receivers, it's the compliment so- of receivers that elevates to me. So now I'm I'm changing tracks here. Before I was saying I'm down on these quarterbacks because it's run first, run first, run first. Listen, Christian McCaffrey, I mean sorry, whoa, James Conner. I was thinking about two different things. James Connor features a wor- as a workhorse and they talk about him as a workhorse, but the reality is there's not like a bonafide guaranteed three down stud and the running position there. They're going to have to pass the ball. I mean, that's just what it is. It all, it all flows through Roethlisberger. Maybe I'm crazy, but these other guys, I think that Roethlisberger elevates them because of passing attempts. We talked about it earlier. We talked about suppressing quarterbacks because they weren't passing the ball. Th- Pittsburgh's going to pass the ball. They're going to pass. They're going to pass the ball.
1: See, I don't, I, I just don't buy it. That, that, as someone is as big a baseball fan as I am and seeing the way pitchers are when they come back from that, most of them, it takes longer than a year. Big Ben's going to have to come back after a year, and he's not going to have the same zip on the ball. It's I, I would imagine it's even harder to throw a football than a baseball just with the way you have to hold it. Juju's the only wide receiver I trust on that team. I don't know. You guys keep talking about all these great wide receivers they have. Me, Okay, James Washington has done nothing. Deontay Johnson got a lot of hype pretty much done nothing. So I don't know who these wide receivers are outside of Juju that oh. you guys are talking about are studs. Come on.
3: They spent a second round, that second round uh, uh Eric Ebron was a first round pick. I don't Dude, know I'm I the can. biggest
1: Eric Ebron fan on this podcast, and you're st- you're talking about throwing it to Stone Hands Eric Ebron. It's going to okay, help. Well,
3: I watched him. Ebron I stood there. I stood there at the five yard line and watched him catch touchdowns for the Colts. And I'm telling you right now, that's a legitimate end zone threat. What was it? Uh, uh, what about Washington? the other seven seasons Ebron's had? Yeah, well, one of those was like yeah. one of the best seasons ever, by the way. And the other ones, and that was the we won't that talk about those.
1: He won me a lot of bets against Dennis because I bet Ebron over Doyle. That year, but Ebron just because he had one good year does not make him a good tight end.
3: But the James Washington is a second round pick. Deontay Johnson, everybody, <laughs> we're all pumping up Deontay Johnson. Like we can't talk about all these wide receivers and the, the, the these guys that we like. Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson, James. I, I I like James Washington. We can't talk about them without elevating Roethlisberger. Also,
1: I mean, you can like them, but it doesn't make them good. That's my point. It's <laughs> not been good. And Deontay Johnson, I'll give you, I would take Deontay Johnson over James Washington right now. Deontay Johnson still hasn't proved anything. So that's for me. It's all jokes aside about me hating the Steelers. I just don't believe in that offense. I don't think Connor is going to be that good of a receiving back. I don't know what they're going to do with Samuels, what they're going to do with Snell. I still have one of the best offensive lines in the game. I honestly think with that elbow injury, they're going to move more toward running the ball and playing defense like they used to be. I don't think Ben's going to throw it the 500 times that he has been. So that's what drops him for me. Uh, none of us are really high on Jared Goff. We've all got Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, kind of right in the same area. Tony, you are a lot higher on Jimmy G uh, than everybody else. So just for the podcasting audience, uh, I'll give mine really quick and have you guys give yours. There's one clear fuck-up by all three of you that I just don't understand. And we'll get to <laughs> minute. Uh, so for me, my 13 through 20 uh, – Yeah, we left off on 20 earlier. So Daniel Jones at 13, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, and then Kirk Cousins. Matt, who are your 13 through 20? Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield. Wait a minute.
3: Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You all gave me such a hard time about Ben Roethlisberger. I wasn't even the highest one. I wasn't even the highest one on him, and y'all gave me the, the fucking ringer on well,
1: it. Well, because you're you're defending James Washington and Deontay Johnson like they're stud wide receivers. Like and you, oh if you if God. you sit quietly, really you can
5: avoid criticism. <laughs> criticism. I learned this after <laughs> after my mistake in my work meeting yesterday.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm
5: just sitting quietly. I am yes. not trying to draw attention to myself. No, yes. uh, Ben. For me, honestly, uh, my 13 through 17, you could convince me any finish there, including them bolting into the top 12. It was really hard for me. What kind of made decisions uh, we had when we had Bob Lung on what he was talking about, uh, something that stuck with me that probably has impacted my quarterback ratings the most from the beginning of May to where we are now is it seems sort of ridiculous if you have a lot of receivers put high. So I, at one point in time, I had Brady probably lower than where our friend uh, Matt, the other Matt does. It's hard if you're going to have a, a several of their receivers and pieces up high in your rankings to think that that's not going to impact, you know, how, how can you have a bunch of... Right you know, receivers and pieces really yes. up high in the top 20 and say that the person who's responsible for getting it to them is is going to flame out. Cause so that has that. made me think, you know, yeah. but, but that's fair. But you don't, so you having been where he is, is probably yeah. going to make a lot of sense when we look at, at rankings. I like Deontay Johnson more than you do. I'm, I'm prepared that, that that could be wrong. I still believe a lot in Juju Smith-Schuster. I do so. as well. And so, you know, there's... I, I want to believe in Baker, too, and I, I would be happy if he... Don't say it. I name. want to believe to to Drew Locke... <laughs> I want to believe that Drew Locke can be... I think he can be a quarterback one. I also tried, when I was looking at it, to take out what I feel like is my propensity to just say Denver 1, 2, and 3 in every category, and then everybody else can F off. So I was trying to be you know take take a little bit of my my fandom out of it and what do i think and when i was looking kind of at their their complement Drew Lock has a lot of weapons they're really young weapons that haven't played together that are in Cortland Sutton is a great receiver who's going to be on his third offensive coordinator and third offensive system in 3 years Philip Lindsay is on his third offensive coordinator and third offensive system in 3 years i mean these are a lot of given this offseason you know it may take longer to, to gel. I, I like Baker a lot. They have a running game. Aaron Rodgers, it feels almost criminal to take a guy like Aaron Rodgers and to drop him out of a quarterback one. But it seems like all the tea leaves are pointing to them being a, a heavy run team. And, you know, outside of Devontae Adams, uh, you know, I defy you to name four, four other receivers that you would trust on on the, or that you even know that are on their team. So that's kind of where it ends up with me. I like Rivers maybe a little bit more than you, but your arguments are all sound. Jared Goff, I you know, I think is where he is. So that's that's basically how I got to this
1: section. All right, Dennis, what about you? Who are your thirteen through twenty? Well,
4: have Aaron Rodgers at thirteen, followed by Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Drew Locke, and Philip Rivers at eighteen. And then
1: Tony, you want to give yours real quick?
3: Yeah, I took Drew Brees at thirteen. Looking back on it, I would have bumped him down a couple more. Um, but but I'll, I'll I'll own it. Drew Brees at thirteen. Garoppolo, I expect a big push out of Garoppolo. You had mentioned I was the highest on him, and the reason for that is he's
4: going to pr- complete ninety percent of his passes.
3: No, come on, come on.
4: I mean, he's going to he could he could have he could be the he could have the fewest attempts of any quarterback that starts all sixteen games. He you know- could.
1: And you know what? It's actually it could make sense. He could complete ninety percent because if he goes seven for eight every game, he's gonna have a. <laughs> <rip> <laughs> the,
3: the Debo Samuel, the Debo Samuel information, is something I need to, I need to revisit this ranking. That
5: right. happened before we started doing this. I understand.
3: I understand. But, but that, I understand.
5: that is a huge blow for him. Because That's a big blow for him. Substantially invested. And, invest and, 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 in and the
3: reality numbers. is, the team. The reality is, the team went to, Jimmy Garoppolo. This is public knowledge now, and they said, "Hey, we're looking at bringing in Tom Brady." I mean, that's not just some other veteran quarterback. That's Tom Brady. That's the guy that you used to be the backup for. And we, we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to him. And Garoppolo handled it the right way. I believe that psychology is, is really important, especially in these in these football players. I mean, in the way they play their game, the way they practice, the way they work, it's important for me. And I operate at a high level in a different, prof- different profession. So I can only imagine, like, there are times 10 on whatever I'm doing is nothing compared to the amount of work it takes for them to keep their job. Jimmy Garoppolo is motivated. He's been warned by his team that they were looking for another quarterback that, and then they passed. They kept Jimmy Garoppolo, but I do believe that that man has been warned and that he's listening and that he's going to work hard to improve those things. Now that's a different thing. Maybe that's not a fantasy football issue. Maybe that's just like an NFL issue, but as a result, I expect him to perform better with Debo Samuel being out. I probably do need to move garoppolo down so i'll accept that and i'll accept that i got news of debo being out before i ranked garoppolo so i need to revisit that but well, i don't I think i'm that far did off.
5: you think it was the same i swear when yeah, i was listening, that's listening that's to the radio they said three to four weeks so i was like what well, that sucks, that's what they
3: okay. said that's what they said but it was liz frank injury i mean it, it, it's a nagging season-long injury, better than, an Anne injury. Uh, oh. better than an ann frank injury it's way better than ann frank yeah
5: oh my God. we all just got voted <laughs> off the podcast <laughs> And we went dark. Okay. I, so, I went with you. And baby. now it really is going to be four single guys on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's make sure our wives do not see this
1: episode. All right. So um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Uh, so I guess my biggest difference on my list is Joe Burrow. Um, I just – I believe in that offense. I think he's got a bunch of weapons around him. I, I do agree with what Dennis said a little bit, and I think he will struggle some in his rookie season. But everything you hear from LSU and them talk about how smart he is and how how I thought he was the best anticipation. He's thirty
4: five years old.
1: He is thirty five years old, which gives him that seasoned veteranness as he's coming in as a rookie. Uh, but he, he's the best anticipation thrower, I think. Having you know T. Higgins, who's a great route runner, AJ Green, if he plays. Uh, but I still like Auden Tate and Tyler Boyd as well. I think he's got a lot of weapons around him. Joe Mixon is going to help kind of not allow them to just drop everybody back in coverage. So I'm big on Burrow. On the Brady thing, I'll just address it, and Matt, you kind of pointed out rightly, so we'll see, especially when we get to my wide receiver rankings, that I don't think that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both going to be as good as they were last year. I believe Godwin is going to be an absolute stud, uh, but I think Mike Evans takes a little bit of a step back. I don't think Brady is going to throw the ball all over the place like Winston did. And I think that's the the biggest misconception here is everybody thinks, oh, Winston threw the ball this many times, so many touchdowns, 2,000-yard wide receivers I don't think Brady throws it as much as Winston did, which is also then going to take away from the yardage that Godwin and Evans had. Evans is not really a yak guy. I don't think he's going to get that many targets. Therefore that many receptions to yards, which drops Brady down for me. Uh, I guess the biggest one is, well, let's, let's talk about Daniel Jones before we get to just the complete, I I swear you guys just fucked up somewhere and we'll figure out what you guys did wrong. Uh, We all have Daniel Jones up here. Um, Let's see. Tony, you've got him at 17, Dennis, 15, uh, Matt 17 and me at 13. So I'm the highest on him, but I'll let uh Dennis. What what is it that you like about Daniel Jones? Why do you have him up here in your top 15? Since me and you both have him in our top 15.
4: Well, he, he looked good last season at times. He's, he has some turnover issues. He's going to have to resolve, especially the fumbling, but he has a nice trio of wide receivers with Shepard, Tate and Slayton. Uh, and he's got Saquon Barkley, uh, for three games, he's going to have one of the best tight ends in the league in Evan Ingram, uh, and then I'm not sure who's going to be the other uh, 13 games, but uh, there will be somebody at tight end.
1: Right? Red Ellison? Was that who it was last no, year? No, he – Yeah, but I Ellison think he's retired. Gone, he retired. No.
5: Kevin,
4: Kevin Graham. I think, think it's –
5: Kevin, Kevin – Caleb. C- oh, Caden, Caden Smith. Smith. Caden, Caden Smith.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah Smith. Smith. Yeah. Um,
5: well, that's why I was surprised they didn't sign Witten because Witten said he was interested in going, and it doesn't seem like it'd be terrible to have a backup to Evan Ingram. But.
4: Well, he, he's gonna, you know, he's mobile. He's gonna probably get three to four touchdowns rushing. He had over 300 yards rushing last season. Uh, so if he if he t- cuts down the turnovers from the 30 that he had last year, uh, he'll be in pretty good shape uh, to take a good step. He'll play all sixteen games, uh, which will give him three games above last season. So was, the production should be there. Yeah,
5: yeah he only started. I... Uh, he only started twelve last year, um, and so you know you could have a you could have a point about that. I wondered. I I like him, and I like some of his potential too. But he there's another real unknown. Uh, you know in the same way that I wonder how this precarious offseason is going to impact you know a guy like Bridgewater who's trying to learn a new system from kind of a first time coach what is the dynamic going to be with Joe Judge and Jason Garrett is Jason Garrett's system going to work well with Daniel Jones will it take a little bit of time and i i also think unfortunately for him i don't I don't know if you can rely. It's not, we make jokes about Ingram, and that's valid. But we also talked about, you know, Shepard. You know, does he make it all season? Does Slayton's. Well, if he doesn't, they got
4: Corey Coleman to step right in there for Shepard. They can move Tate into the slot.
5: Speaking of which, uh, the day after we talked about the Washington uh, professional football team, I was listening to the NFL radio on the way home. And they mentioned an off-season wide receiver veteran signing of uh, Cody Latimer. That yeah. Apparently, we forgot in our <laughs> in our.
4: Uh, no, they... we didn't forget.
1: <laughs> he is he is kind of forgettable. All right, so I mean, Tony's not here, which is probably for the best because you know he he was afraid of what was about to come. I mean, why? Dennis, you've got him at 14. Matt, you've got him at – oh, you both have him at 14. I don't even want to know why Tony has him down at 19. What is it that you don't believe in Baker Mayfield? Why is it that he is so low for you guys he couldn't even break the top 12? Top 12.
4: Well, Tony is just fucking crazy, man. I don't know what yeah. the hell that Tony is thinking. Oh, my God.
1: He, he
5: did what? stuff. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I will say I like Baker and I think that he can
1: um, – You're can right He could be otherwise –
5: I, I don't think that's bad ranking. If you're in, if you're somewhere in the range of eight to sixteen, in my opinion, you could you could flip around.
1: Uh, I have him, I'll look really quick, but I'm pretty sure I don't have him at eight.
5: Well, so last year he he struggled some. He was he ended up quarterback twenty. I looked, uh, you know, Stefanski. If you looked at the average quarterback finishes that that they've had running his system when they have a good running back which i think you'd be hard pressed to argue that they don't have a pair of good running backs yeah for sure. i was i was kind of noting that even though even in years where they've had really good receiver really good receivers along with the quarterback in that particular system guys have ended up finishing somewhere between 15 and 20 They've been really good and productive on the team on the field. And I I think Cleveland is a playoff team uh, this year. And I think Baker's going to have a really good season, but he could have a really good season. And because of the nature of the way they're able to, to win games end up, you know, as quarterback, 13, 14, 15. He to me is not a guy who's going to get you the huge bump rushing, which is probably the difference I have between him and a couple of the guys that I have reversed in there. So that's I I still think he's gonna have a good season. And this would still be a step up in growth over where he was last year.
1: Well yeah, I mean it's six spots up before what he had last year, but what about you, Dennis? You have anything you want to add to, to old Baker there?
4: No, I, I think Baker it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Baker ended up as QB eight or nine. Uh, but there's certainly some chemistry issues with Odell that need to be worked out. Maybe that's just Odell's health. Maybe it's not, but they have one of the best rushing games in all of the NFL in Nick Chubb. And if they get a lead, it's not like uh Stefanski's prone to just keep throwing. <laughs> you know, yeah. You've got Nick Chubb. If you get up twenty-one to seven, they're going to pound Nick Chubb, and so I, I, it's kind of been the theme of everybody that I that I've had lower uh, than you think I should have. It comes down to volume, and, and I think Baker he'll have he'll have some games where he's slinging it 40, 45 times, but I think he's also going to have some games where he's throwing it twenty-six or twenty-seven.
5: Yeah, and if we're talking dynasty rankings, he easily for me vaults up into the
1: yeah, you know, yeah. Or top we're...
5: twelve. Because there's a couple guys that I have up there that I think will be good in 2020 that I want no piece of. If I'm looking long term.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that too. I have him right around eight. I don't have him at eight. I have him higher than eight, but right around eight. I, I just, I, I don't. Just three really...
5: right around eight. Yeah, I'm confused on the math,
1: but a little bit more realistic. He went to two. All right, let's just uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. I just think the I think the play action is going to work a lot better for him. It was something that really he thrived at in Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. And I think with the weapons he has, I agree. If he if he can get that chemistry worked out with Odell, with what Odell can do after the catch, what Jarvis can do. I'm not as big on Austin Hooper as some other people I know you guys aren't either but just having all those weapons around him and Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield I think they're going to be able to do it if he bolts up and touchdowns back to what he was his rookie season I mean, depending obviously on if you get hurt for interceptions, which golly, I know both you guys are in Scott Fishbowl saying, I don't know if you listen to the podcast on scoring settings, but I'm really glad that the mock draft I did was not the real thing because I took Josh (laughs) Allen and Mayfield and (laughs) completion percentage and interceptions. I'd have been screwed. So, uh, but yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah, They're concerned. You have to listen to the podcast, Commission Impossible. They talk about the scoring settings like, and completion percentage is going to be big for points this year. Interceptions, I think, hurt you like four points or something like that. Six points for uh um a return touchdown. Like it's it's re- I listened to it the other day. The the scoring set, I'll just put it this way. If you think Baker's gonna throw a lot of interceptions and Josh Allen's gonna not complete a lot of passes, don't draft them like I did. Because I thought I was stealing them and like the sixth and seventh round of the mock. And it turns out those were not the quarterbacks you wanted to have. So uh, but those are those are our top 13 right there. Uh, not really a lot of differences, I think, outside of Carson Wentz and Baker, obviously for me, but all three of you guys were there. Uh, let's see here. I heard Hunt is studying wide receiver. That is true. I don't know what that's going to mean for him. I think it's just a way to get him on the field more. I still think Higgins or Landry are going to be in the slot. Higgins is just too good of a wide receiver. Uh, I think if he goes to the outside with Odell and allows Jarvis to go into the natural spot uh, in the slot position, Uh, I think that's going to be better for the team. Hunt, I think, is just going to be there to kind of mix up and confuse the defense a little bit more. I don't think he gets a lot of plays at wide receiver. Uh, Dennis, Matt, do you guys have anything you want to add to that?
4: No, I I just think it's more of a function of Hunt being somebody that's involved. So he's doing the, hey, what else can I do? Hey, coach, let me me check in here. Uh, I'm more than happy, you know. Do you have any play? He's trying to get on the field and he could very well be the third best receiver on that team.
5: Yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. Jarvis Landry does thrive a lot more in the slot. It does feel, uh, you know, I think there will be plays and packages that they put up in there. Um, but if they, I mean, we've heard the same thing talked about Duke Johnson. We may not think Duke Johnson is on the same level there, but at some point, you just have to wonder how much are they really going to play uh, their running back up at slot receiver and how much of it is just to give people something to think about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in there some and it's just more of a way to confuse it even. I don't think they're going to use him the way Freddie Kitchens used him where he was blocking for Nick Chubb. I think that... Stefanski is going to find ways, and and Van Pelt, who's the Cincinnati quarterback coach last year, who's also going to help call plays. I think they're going to find ways to have Hunt and Chubb on the field a lot at the same time with Janovich, who they got from Denver, one of the I think better fullbacks uh, mm-hmm. in, in the league to, to block for them. Have Hunt possibly, as you just said, move out there in the slot, but I don't think it's going to be as much as maybe people think they that he will be by reading those comments. So. And that Janovich
5: cool. move is another reason I think they're really, you know, they're committing what they can to be a power running game, which would, yeah, oh, yeah, which would make some sense.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be great for both of them. It's like I said, last year Kitchens had. When Hunt was running the ball, it was Chubb blocking for Hunt, and then vice versa. And it just makes no sense. Not that either one of them can't be good blockers, but when you have a guy like Janovich in there who's meant to do that—that's his job—and he's done that all his life—is just going to help out that even more. Uh, but that'll that'll do it for us today. We already announced the the giveaway, right? Or not the giveaway? Yeah. The how we're going to do that? Okay, cool. So okay. you guys have anything else you want to add before we get out of here?
5: Just a reminder that we will be
1: live tomorrow. tomorrow. And the podcast. Glad you will reminded be me. Monday. Yes, I'm about to go work on a show sheet because I haven't even started. You reminded
5: me too. Dennis and I will be live tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wondering what we the hell
1: happened. Thompson tomorrow. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, so we will be live tomorrow. The podcast that won't go out until Monday will be NFC West 49ers and Seahawks. I do remember that part of it. Uh, and then we will have that. We will be back again live Thursday. I will be back from being out of town on Thursday. We will announce the uh, who won first, the. the first one- slot. Yeah, one or two, three, depending on how many people, again, subscribe to the podcast, post a review. Or you don't have to post a review. Just subscribe. Uh, send any of us a DM. Same thing with the YouTube channel. Send us a DM. can be good or bad. Probably won't let you in if you get bad. Just kidding. Uh, okay, but whatever you guys give it, just send us a DM, and we will get you guys entered to get a chance to get in, win free, uh, free swag, get to play with us in the league for this year. Um, we'll be back again Thursday uh, to continue talking about our quarterbacks. Tony had to bail, so he says bye. Everybody else, thank you guys so much for joining us, and have yourselves a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: Peace. See you.
1: Prepare for glory.
4: do
3: know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came like out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable
0: touchdown. I would be honest. No up above his head. They can't jump the beat. Golly! Oh, they tackle him in the a porky Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! I can.